You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show, where we invite an expert each week to hear about their incredible journey and career paths. On today's show, we're speaking with Brother Ali Joffrey. Ali will share his secrets to success and valuable lessons learned as a real estate agent for prime Manhattan properties. This week's show was brought to you by Tanzakan. As usual, I'm Fatima Al Sayed, your You Mentor Talk Show host. Make sure to tune in to the talk show every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, if you have any questions for the panelists, you can always leave them in the comment section. Ali, how are you? Walaikum salam. I'm doing great. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. I hear so, a bit of as a, a real estate echo. agent in. Hello. Hello. Um, I was going to ask, so as a real estate agent in Manhattan, can you tell us a bit about how uh, the industry is there? Um, great question. And the industry in Manhattan uh, is very um, competitive. That's the word that comes to mind. Uh, mm -hmm. It is, uh, you have basically have to be at, on your A game uh, every time that you're speaking with a client or interfacing with a client. And uh, it's very invigorating at the same time because you're dealing with um, some incredible people from different walks of life, uh, people who have had uh, unique experiences and maybe they own properties in different parts of the world. Um, many of them are, are self-made or they have, mm -hmm. you know, some valuable lessons to offer and you know, every day is unique. So... I don't know if that answers your question. Did you always, uh, yeah, it does. Do you, did you always see yourself uh, working in real estate? I uh, didn't always see myself working in real estate. Uh, my father uh, has been in real estate ever since I could remember, um, but oh, in the really? capacity of an, more of an investor rather than a broker. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember going um, to different homes to collect rent and, you know, um, cleaning up homes after tenants have left and helping to turn them over to the next tenant. Uh, so I have those memories from when I was younger, but I never imagined that I would be in real estate or be a broker uh, necessarily until one day I was working um, while I was in school, I was working as a manager for a cell phone company called TELUS. You know, if you're in Canada, you know that company. <laughs> and uh, a lady he came up to the kiosk that we had in that mall and uh, she just looked like she stepped out of some sci-fi movie and she was wearing like this long black trench coat and she just slammed some keys on, on the desk that I've never recognized before and I asked her what, you know, what car do these keys belong to and she said oh that's for my Porsche and I'm like oh that's interesting <laughs> and then I was like what do you do she's like I'm a real estate agent and uh, I think that's where kind of something piqued my interest. Uh, as mm -hmm. cheesy as it sounds, it was just something that um, kind of got me curious. Opened your eyes point. to something that you hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then when uh, once I graduated and I moved to the U.S., I was working. What did you study uh, in uh, college, university? I studied um, entrepreneurship 
international business with a minor in French at uh, the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. That was my um, undergrad. And then here in New York, uh, Carleton University in, in Canada. Canada, correct. So I'm Canadian mm -hmm. by birth, um, born and raised there for most of my life, uh, lived in Pakistan for a small stint. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, now I've been in New York now for almost uh, since 2006. So after graduating, did you move to the States right away to start working? Um, I wouldn't say right away, but it mm -hmm. seemed like it was uh, shortly after I graduated. Okay. Was there any uh, requirements that you had to fulfill before you could uh, work on your license in the States? Um, so in terms of my real estate license, yes, I had to do yes. a real estate uh, course and do an exam. And at that time, it wasn't as rigorous. And even now, it's, they've upped the bar a little bit, but it's still, I would say, relatively simple to become a real estate agent as mm -hmm. compared to uh, licensed as a different sort of professional. Okay. All right. So what was the first job that you got? And can you tell us a bit more about um, your career after school? Sure. So um, wh while I was in school, I was working different jobs. But once I graduated and I moved to New York, uh, I was working in the construction field. Uh, one of our family friends had a um, construction renovation and restoration business in the five boroughs of New York. And I had the opportunity to work very closely with him and uh, manage some of the projects and go to different job sites and learn about the construction business and uh, learn about uh, New York. So I remember it being a, a very um, challenging time in some ways because I had to uh, learn how to deal with uh, people in my mind that seemed very rough and tough. Mm -hmm. Coming from Canada, it was intimidating. Yeah, I remember one, I at one point I was at a job site and I almost uh, went into tears because I had an inspector yelling at me. Uh, something to the effect that, you know, you, you know, people's lives are at stake here and you, know, mm -hmm. you have to make sure their safety is, is, is uh, you know, taken care of. And, you know, being 20, in my late 20s, and this was the first uh, uh, construction job that I ever had, uh, and first job in the U.S., it was um, very challenging. It had its own challenges, but it was an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. And then while I was there, I got my real estate license and decided to go into real estate full time. And then when you started working in real estate, where did you first start off? I uh, started out in Flushing, Queens. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know what Flushing, Queens is, it's an area in Queens, uh, part of the five boroughs that is very uh, Asian. And uh, I just happened to start out there because my real estate school was there and I lived not too far from there. And my real estate teacher took a liking to me and introduced me to the local broker uh, at uh, Prudential Douglas Element at the time in Flushing and I had my first uh, sales, uh, real estate sales agent job in Flushing. And uh, <clears throat> I quickly realized that I had to learn to speak uh, the language, the local language, if you will, in order to get uh, a listing appointment or get any business 
So I learned to prospect in Mandarin. And uh, I understood it because I knew the English version of it, but I didn't necessarily... Um, what was the local language there? Uh, well, uh, you know, Cantonese, Mandarin, um, and also some Korean. Um, so, you know, I, I expected that people would speak English, but I think a lot of people preferred and felt more comfortable speaking their, their native tongue. So uh, I learned to prospect it because I, I felt like I didn't have much of a choice. I, I had to just make do. And I remember getting an, a, a listing appointment. I show up and <laughs> it was, I remember like it was yesterday, it was the mother and the daughter. And I think they were um, chi Chinese or Taiwanese. And when they saw me, they were just a little surprised, you know. They, I think they, they knew that I wasn't going to be 100% Chinese or maybe I'm born in America, but, you know, had parents that are Chinese or maybe a one parent, but it was oh, evident so they by looking that, you were that like I had mixed. no Chinese. Yeah, you know, I, at least that's what I imagined because they were pretty horrified from the look in their face that, you know, the, the brown dude shows up to, to the driveway and they're like who are you I'm like I'm Ali Jaffrey we were speaking on the phone they're like you don't you're not Chinese I'm like yes I'm not <laughs> I just was prospecting in Chinese and uh, so it was um, it was fun but I, I, I realized that uh, perhaps I'll, I'll do better in a in a different marketplace so I ended up moving to the Bayside office which at that time was um, the top mm -hmm. producing office for Elemin in Queens and Long Island and I had the good fortune of uh, partnering up with their top producing agent. Um, her name was Jenny Shibeti. And her and I basically held each other accountable for prospecting in the mornings because um, I had hired a business coach um, thanks to my manager who advised me to uh, go to this event. And uh, okay. I came to realize that, uh, you know, perhaps I should hire a business coach because uh, mm -hmm. I know nothing about uh, selling real estate in New York and I'm you know who would want to mm -hmm. list their you know million dollar house with uh, someone in their in their 20s you know that doesn't even have yeah. real estate to his name so uh, you know I, I had all these challenges uh, in my, my mind and uh, I remember one day at you know sitting at my desk almost in tears <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to succeed in this? And, and you know, there were times like that. And, um, I just uh, did whatever I could to show up every day and, and give my very best. Mm -hmm. And at times it was very hard. Uh, but some of the things was that helped me... Was it beneficial having uh, the business coach? and Very beneficial. Um, as expensive mm -hmm. as, as it was and is, uh, it was worth every penny because... Um, there's a learning curve in uh, residential brokerage and in anything, but especially in New York residential brokerage, from my perspective, uh, has its yeah. uh, own learning curve. And instead of uh, it taking me three to five years and making a lot of mistakes on my own, I had a coach guiding me and I was able to do amazing things in a short period of time that I probably wouldn't have without the business coach. So someone who wants to get into uh, real estate, what tangible steps do they take? Um, number one, um, I would say is self-reflection to really figure out if this is something that excites you. Because if you don't have a passion for what you're doing or what you're about to do, then uh, um, I would suggest not doing it. Mm -hmm. Because it's a very competitive um, field. 
there's many agents. It doesn't take much to be a real estate agent, uh, especially after all these shows like Million Dollar Listing. You have lots of young people reaching out. I, I, I get calls almost every other day. You know, I want to be a real estate agent. I want to work for you. You know, yeah, it's that and the other. So but people, when it's on TV. It, it's, you know, it, it is. Um, you know, what you see on TV is not the whole truth. Uh, you know, as it's you can imagine, yet. reality TV is, is staged, you know, and I've been on those shows and mm -hmm. I've been on the set and I've, I know those guys and, you know, it's not all that, that you see. So to get to that, even for them to get to the level that they're at, they had to go through, through their share of learning and, you know, uh, challenges. Mm -hmm. Uh, but not to, you know, not to discourage you guys, but I just want people to be more realistic and, and really check with themselves. Number one, do they have the interest in terms of uh, passion, you know, and excitement? And if that's there, that's, you know, more than half the battle. Everything else can be learned because it's not rocket science. So how would you know that you have that passion for um, um, real estate? So like how... How did you, so if, how did you if, know? if it's something what you know you want to do, even if you're not getting paid for it, if it's something that uh, you know you find yourself browsing <laughs> real estate listings in the middle of the night uh, and you can't sleep, <laughs> you, you know, uh, if it's something that you're thinking about all the time or you're binge watching mm -hmm. million dollar listing, or <laughs> you know something that that tells you that okay, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm excited mm -hmm. about, or you know, or or you know. I don't know, maybe you're stalking some top agent and, and, and trying to see like what kind of life they live, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever it might be. But you would know yourself if you're excited about it, because, you know, having interviewed a lot of people that have wanted to go into real estate, um, mm -hmm. some people are doing it because someone told them they should or they want to do it because they want to make some extra money on the side, mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, all good, valid reasons. But again, without excitement and passion um i wouldn't recommend it yeah we have a question for you from the audience um the first okay. question is is real estate changing much like other industries with the online boom so i'm uh, I yes. you're asking about the technological advances in real estate how has that affected yeah it's definitely changing it's evolving like everything else especially mm -hmm. um, in the United States and Canada. Uh, we, we're seeing a lot more buyers and sellers starting their search for homes and agents online versus mm -hmm. um, what it used to be. You know, we'd have newspaper listings. We'd have, um, even before that, we'd have what were called pocket listings. Agents would uh, have their own um, secret listings, if you will, and people would the only way they would have access to it is by speaking to an agent but this day and age um, a lot of the preliminary research and information can be found online so for that reason it's important that uh, you know you as an agent you as an entrepreneur as a business person keep evolving as well and um, showing your value because that's something that's very important in any industry that you demonstrate your value so mm -hmm. uh, I think that's been a challenge for a lot of my colleagues because of the speed at which the real estate industry has evolved in the last couple of decades um, some people uh, have become obsolete in the sense that they, they didn't want to keep up with technology maybe they didn't want to deal with Facebook or Instagram for example and mm -hmm. so they miss out on um, a 
group of people that could otherwise be their customer. Mm -hmm. Have you ever sold an, a house over Skype? No, I wish I did. <laughs> if someone wants to buy a house that's <laughs> listening on Skype, I'm happy to sell them a house. I accept Bitcoin, US dollars, and uh, you know, any other currency like that's, that's doing well. It, it would, so, but in your um, over mm -hmm. sorry, you go ahead. No, I'm just going to add that you know, real estate is is one of those things people who are buying or selling real estate. Mm -hmm. Usually, it's one of the most expensive assets that they own. So, um, you know, they don't take it lightly. So, neither should you as their agent. Uh, at least that's the way I feel. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to approach yeah, it as if I'm dealing there. with my own personal transactions um, so that so I can I bring the... say you uh, were featured on in the Wall Street Journal, right? Yes. Yeah. So can you tell us the story behind that? What happened? How did you accomplish that? Okay. So um, for the Wall Street Journal, that was back in... Uh, 2010, mm -hmm. uh, I was working with the top team uh, at Douglas Elliman at the time in the country. Uh, we were selling about um, three to 500 homes a year um, over that uh, period of three years that I was with them. And when I had decided to leave that team, I was uh, called up by uh, certain news agencies, one of them being the Wall Street Journal. And uh, I interviewed, I decided to go with Wall Street Journal because they wanted, they insisted on having exclusive for the article. And as a result, I was featured with my photo on the cover of the real estate section of the Wall Street Journal, which uh, to me was an amazing that must have been so <laughs> moment in my life. Exciting moment. Yeah. It was very exciting. I remember sitting in the subway and the guy next to me is reading the Wall Street Journal. I'm like, listen, turn to the real estate section. And he looks at the photo. I'm like, do you recognize that person? He's like, no, he doesn't really care. But I'm like excited and giddy. You know, I'm like, that's me. That's me. You know, want to call up my mom, tell the whole world. Um, <laughs> so it was one of those moments that, you know, I made it, you know, I, I did something mm. amazing. Um, so that was the Wall Street Journal. And I was fired for a day for that uh, article. You were fired didn't know for the how. I was. I was. Wow. Um, the Why? president of, of Douglas Hellman called me up and and asked me if I had interviewed with Wall Street Journal. I said, yes. He said, okay, take your stuff and go home. <laughs> and at that moment, my heart sank. You know, at home, I have a young wife that's pregnant and, you know, she's depending on my income and mm -hmm. all of a sudden I lose my job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, the reason being because they didn't know how that article would uh, portray the, the brokerage firm. And so they were concerned about that. You know, um, in hindsight, I can understand. But I think uh, I took a I took a big risk, but mm -hmm. um, fortunately the article ended up being very positive about the firm, and overall it was a great article, and uh, they rehired me the next day. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then so that was so the Wall Street Journal, mm -hmm. uh, and then the Top Agent Magazine. Um, so a few years later, uh, I got a call from uh, this company uh, that uh, basically likes to feature the top agents in different marketplace uh, places mm -hmm. uh, throughout the United States. And they said that, uh, you know, you've been nominated. 
Um, we want to, uh, you know, uh, we want to have you on the cover of our magazine and our publication. Um, so I had a photo shoot done and uh, I was on the cover of Top Agent Magazine. I believe it was for 2016, I think it was. Um, and that was a very exciting moment as well because I felt like, oh, wow, you know, here I am, this brown dude from Canada. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I felt like I, I accomplished something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, part of it was ego, you know, because like, hey, you know, I, I have my face <laughs> everywhere because in real estate, <laughs> yeah, real estate, you kind of have, you can't be a secret agent. You have to be out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my personality has been very, um, I don't, I don't necessarily consider myself a people person or an extrovert, but I've become one out of necessity, if you will, because this is what my job requires me to be and uh frankly i kind of enjoy it because it i have to get out of my comfort zone um yeah so it's Uh, been a fun ride you've been working since you were 12 years old um how has that helped you has it yeah i actually think i've been working since i was born because i remember my mom (laughs) making me vacuum and and clean up and all kinds of stuff (laughs) shoveling the snow you know you canadians know what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, things that I, I don't know if I'm going to be putting my kids through, but I probably should, given the lessons I learned. So when I was 12, uh, my dad had me tutoring, doing a paper route. And I remember uh, from the age of 12 to about 16, 17, I really uh, despised my father for making me work. I'm like, why do I have to work? You know, I, I don't see the reason but now uh, and even when I was in college looking back I was so grateful because it gave me the confidence to be able to um, to know that I can survive no matter what happens to the market no matter what happens you know to my job whatever job I may have if I lose Mm -hmm. it I can still go out there worst case scenario work at a McDonald's or Burger King and flip burgers but I'll survive and I don't have a problem with it. Oh, that's amazing. So that, that was a very important gift that mm-hmm. I feel my father gave me. We have another question for you from the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, with real estate income, it's often uh, mostly commissions. In that case, how do you manage or prepare for times when housing market is down? Yeah, great question. Um, so uh, one of the things that I've learned uh, after seeing a number of ups and downs in the real estate market Mm -hmm. is that um, your personal economy does not have to go with the broader economy. And what I mean by that is um, there will be ups and downs. And uh, especially now there's a lot of agents that I speak to around the United States, some of whom I mentor uh, are concerned because they see that the market is weakening and it's become a very strong buyer's market. And, and, you know, the concern is that we're on a, uh, on a cliff, if you will, Mm-hmm. about to have another economic crisis and uh whether or not that's true and whether or not that happens um you know one can be prepared because you have to have a strong mindset you know this is mm-hmm. very important in sales or anything you do in commissions based jobs it's very important that you have a strong mindset because you have to be able to be deal with rejection number 1 and number 2 you have to be able to deal with uncertainty and, uh, you know, not getting paid uh, for a certain period of time is one of the big challenges. So I remember 
when I first started working in Queens as a real estate agent, it took a few months before I got my first paycheck. When I moved to Manhattan to work in real estate, which is an entirely different world than Queens or anywhere else that I've experienced, uh, I, I had to wait uh, at least six months uh, to almost 12 months before I got a significant paycheck. So you have to be uh, able to, you know, sustain yourself in some way uh, for a few months. Um, Otherwise, I would say that, you know, try to work a job, if you will, to save some money uh, or, you know, somehow be able to sustain yourself for a couple of months because otherwise the stress can get you, you know, it's, it's, it is stressful and it is scary. Um, But uh, in, you know, in hindsight, it, it was worth it for me because, you know, I was able to, do a lot of cool things and and uh now my income thank god has uh, stabilized and and i have a lot of mm-hmm. um referrals and word of mouth clients and and repeat clients and it took years to get to this point but uh you can do this too before we get to the end and closing of the show what is your greatest piece of advice uh, my greatest piece of advice is um, hang out with people that you are inspired by, that you admire. Mm-hmm. Um, have uh, mentors uh, and maybe a mastermind group that is comprised of people who are doing the things you want to be doing, who are experiencing the things you want to experience, and maybe even have the things that you want to have because they have done it they believe in themselves and they were able to accomplish something um and if you do the opposite then you have people that will bring you down that have their own self-doubts and um it it won't be helpful mindset is what you want to protect and it all starts with that well thank you so much for your invaluable insight um and your taking us through your amazing career You're most welcome. Thank you for this opportunity. It was lovely speaking to you. Likewise. Take care. You as well. Uh, And before we end the show, we would like to let you know that the Emoji Games is just around the corner. It's by far the largest Shia soccer tournament and registration is open. Uh, You can go to the Emoji Games uh, website to register. There's something for everyone, toddlers, boys, girls, men, and women. Thank you for listening to us on Facebook Live. If you missed this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the UMentor website under prior talk shows. And while you're there, you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. If you want to reach out to today's speaker, you can go and visit our our web our online platform at the emojaoutreach.org slash unleash the future slash groups or just visit the Umentor website and hit the link for online platform. Be sure to tune in next week on Saturday at 3 p.m. for another panel of speakers and more stories. Thank you for listening.